0: That song I played at the beginning of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Well, the guy who wrote it died yesterday of the coronavirus. And all of a sudden, we're all starting to wake up to the reality that this thing isn't just something to joke about on pinball podcasts. It isn't something to just make memes of on Facebook. People are dying. And I want to ask the question right now on Canada's Pinball Podcast, because I'm listening to other pinball podcasts out there, and this is still a little bit of a, a subject to joke about but it's no joke anymore. The world is gonna forever be changed and either you can be a delusional optimist and go spring break in Florida and party in New Orleans or you can wake up to the new reality. And I'm not here to be a doom and gloom because to me, calm and peace of mind comes from facing the facts and looking at the data and trying to plan for the world as it is versus as you wish it were. And I wanna talk about pinball and can pinball survive this? and what this means for pinball. And I do think that when I read Pinside and I read people's take on this whole thing and I hear Joe Newhart from Pinball Star and I heard Zach talk about how sales are up at flipping out pinball, I do think there's a little bit of a a period in which everyone out there has one foot in the old world, the bull market world where pinball is thriving, and that other foot is starting to creep into the new reality, the new reality of a lot of people are gonna die. A lot of people are gonna lose their jobs. A lot more important things are about to hit my plate. And probably the least important thing is pinball. And then the reality sets in, a lot of companies are gonna be impacted. A lot of of like financial worry is gonna hit everybody. And will a pinball company be able to survive this? And if you start to actually think about what pinball companies need to happen to survive and the kind of marketplace they need to flourish I don't understand how you can walk away from what's happening and not basically feel this entire hobby is in real trouble. And it's not like you need to panic, but I think you need to just plan for a world in which pinball as we know it will never be the same. And when I say as we know it, I mean the last 10 years – of a ball market in which so many pinball companies were popping up to make games. It was exciting. We had all these exciting shows. We had all these exciting pinball locations to go play. We had been spoiled with this lifestyle in which every three to four months, there's going to be a new pinball machine in the world that I'm gonna be allowed to play, I'm gonna be allowed to buy, I'm gonna be allowed to ship it to my home, I'm gonna be allowed to complain about it on Pinside, I'm gonna be allowed to give it a a top 100 ranking, I'm gonna be able to talk to people in the community about it, it's gonna give your pinball hobby side an it's the scratch, right? You're gonna be able to make pinball part of your life and your routine and it's gonna be fun and it is enjoyable when you have Fun things like new toys coming out in the world that you can play and have an opinion about. But what happens when you remove that? What happens when the pinball world as we know it, what happens when the foundation gets rocked to its core? And pinball has two really strong foundations. There are two foundations that keep pinball going and they're both getting decimated right now. And those are location play and the home buyer, the new inbox buyer and location play decimated future outlook on over the next few months for for those two categories and how can they survive right so let's break it down real quick the location play bars and arcades they're hemorrhaging money they can't open up for business if you can't open up for business you can't pay your staff you got to lay your staff off if you can't open up for business you can't pay your landlord you're going to go out of business real fast most bars the margins to stay in business are really thin. These aren't Vegas nightclubs. And let's not even talk about Vegas, the whole thing is shut down. So, if you are an operator, this is the worst case scenario that you couldn't even have imagined would happen. And it, this is nothing like 9 11. It's nothing like anything we've ever seen. Because in other moments of crisis, people still were able to go out to the bar and escape it. Right? I lived through 9/11 in New York City. I remember what it was like. There was nothing sadder than walking through this city and seeing all these you know missing pictures with people and and the visual of what happened on that day is is indelibly forged into everybody's mind, and it changed the way we live. but it didn't it didn't force every single business to close. It didn't force millions of people to, to file for unemployment. And that's where we are. And yet there's more, there's more optimism. There's more delusional optimism happening on pin side right now. And by some of these pinheads out there, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's like we've all been so spoiled by this 10 year bull market that we almost feel entitled to not lose the lifestyles we had, the things we enjoyed, the companies that were making these things we just felt like they would always be around and even though people over the last few years would always speculate when the recession hit would pinball would pinball suffer and everyone was like no you know we heard from everybody from the guys like crazy levy would always say like it it didn't happen last time it's not going to happen now we always felt that pinball was recession proof is it pandemic global economies crashing proof Absolutely not. And yet there's still that delusion. I'm not going to name names, but I was talking to someone on my Facebook page who's an active, active member on Pinside. He's very outspoken there. And he kept telling me last week, he's like, Chris, in 10 days, everything's going to go back to normal. In 10 days, you'll see this will blow over. Everyone will just, you know, quarantine for two weeks and then we're going to get back to life as normal. And this is someone who's, how do you believe that? How do you develop that mindset? And then I realized he needs to believe that because his business that he's in relies on people coming back in groups to engage with the thing that he's offering the world. His service in the world needs people to return. And even when I was thinking about talking to Joe Newhart at Pinball Star, right? You heard Joe's interview with me. Jersey Jack's gonna be fine. Everyone's gonna be fine. It's just, of course, Joe needs to feel that of course, Joe needs to think that and feel that because his business is distributing pinball machines. And of course, I still think there's a reason why him and Zach are seeing some sales right now. But a, a month from now, are those sales going to be there? So the first foundation is, is, is your location play, and the second foundation is your new inbox buyers. And they're both about to get decimated. And without any new inbox sales, here's the other thing that's going to happen. It's almost like everyone who's been caught up in this cycle of I'm gonna get a new game every three to four months. I'm gonna have something new to look forward to. It's almost like when you break that cycle, there starts to be a lot less to look forward to. There starts to be a lot less to think about on a daily basis. It becomes a period of Well, there's nothing new that I, I, there's no Ninja Turtles coming anytime soon. There's no Deep Root. There's no Guns N' Roses. There's, and these games, it's not just that they're not coming out next week or next month. The grim reality is these games won't be revealed for months and months from now. And how can a pinball company that has no location buyers, how can a pinball company that has no home buyers, how can they survive operating? every day when they're closed like won't they be losing money See, so here's the other thing is like how do you pay your employees if no money's coming in and I was even thinking about spooky because even though they pre-sold 750 Rick and Morty's at fifteen hundred dollars a pop so that's a nice chunk of change but, but Chuck still has 15 people on the payroll but those people have to pay bills those people have to buy food now even though he was he was not anticipating this I mean, that pre-order money was just to prevent people from swapping the way they had their game customized. But think about it, every week where Chuck was expecting to make 10 Rick and Mortys and ship them out the door, that was an additional $6,000 plus. So that's $60,000 a week Chuck was expecting to get in for payroll to pay his employees, to pay you know to pay himself, to pay the rent, to pay the taxes, all the things that a small business has to pay. That money's cut off. So yes, he's got that pool of money from the from the pre-orders, but what happens when that dries up? If they can't ship games in four or five months, see what I'm saying? It's like there's just going to be a period in which there's no movement, there's no money coming in how does uh how does stern pinball how, how what do they do with all those hundreds of people who come in every day and need a paycheck to survive is stern's entire all those women who work on the uh, on the assembly line are they going to have to file for unemployment are these jobs going to be there when this thing lifts and the machine has been turned off right it's not just pinball it's affecting everybody but my point is pinball we, we why do we have this delusional optimism that through all of this, all these companies are going to still be around. I, I, I really don't understand. I'm looking at the economic impact of tens of millions of people might have to file for unemployment if things continue to go the way they go. So there's that part of it. Then you have just the medical reality. The, just the best case scenario they're saying now, the best case scenario is that you might see 80,000 people might die of this, and we'll know more of the next few weeks. But eighty thousand people might die of this by by August. Even if we all do our part and stay quarantined, we might look at a hundred to two hundred thousand people perish in the United States alone. And remember, this is all going to happen before a vaccine. This is all going to happen before there's anything really to treat it. And so the reality sets in. This thing is real. This thing is at our door. And when I read some of the people on Pinside, they remind me, if you study history, they remind me of the, 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 the people in Paris when they were still whining and dining and eating out every day, even though Hitler was crossing the border of France, they still did not give up their lifestyle. They still thought they could just go out and have two hour lunches and enjoy wine and food and cheeses. And the prisoners, they didn't take it seriously until they were occupied. Now, what I'm saying is happening in pinball is I think there's just a lot of, as as human beings, we want to hope for the best. The power of positive thinking is an interesting thing, right? problem with the power of positive thinking is what's happening in the world now, it doesn't matter about positive thinking. You got to be pragmatic. You got to be practical. And I'm here to tell you on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast that everyone out there needs to put their friends and family and loved ones and your safety and your health and well-being well in front of pinball. Well in front of pinball. Now, the hard part for us as a community is if we do that, there are friends of ours in pinball that will suffer. will will go bankrupt. will go out of business. will have no food, have no money. There are people in this hobby that are in dire straits because of what's happening. And so within us, we want to help those people out. And we should, and we should find ways to do it. And all of us are gonna to have to find the balance between how much can I give to others and how much do I need for myself to take care of my own responsibilities and my own family. Because government's only gonna be able to help so much. And that's the other part, right? Is we all just expect like the government to print more money and save every business and it's not gonna happen that way. It's not gonna happen that way. And saving the arcades and saving pinball companies is going to be at the bottom of society's list of things to do and take care of. And we all know that. We all know that. So where do we go now, right? What, what happens now? What happens to these manufacturers? How do they survive? And I, I'm, I'm just going to be blunt. I'm going to be blunt. Manufacturers that make a quality product that still has a lot of demand at their door, those companies are in the best position to survive one day in the future quality and a community built and a fan base built and because the they will still have demand because they've had a large amount of people demand their goods and their services companies that have failed to have any sales in the past i think they're done and i want to use american pinball as an example because think about it: in a bull market in which people had all this excess money, they could barely sell games. And now coming out of this, in which people are going to lose so much of their disposable income, how is a company like them going to survive? How is Hot Wheels going to sell? It's not even their best offering. See what I'm saying? And then you got, and then I see the delusional optimism. And I know guys like Lloyd are great, but I see him on pin side being like. I think American Pinball Hot Wheels is going to be fine. Like Orders are going to come in. No, Lloyd. No, people wake up. These companies couldn't sell games when we all had tons of money to burn. Now that our money's been burned and evaporated, you think people are going to return and and be at their door to buy this game? And now the game is like going to be so old news by the time they can even make it. It might be four months before they can even make a single one. And who's going to be ordering games? This game was meant for operators. Operators that have now gone months without any revenue. You think they're going to be buying new games? They've got to recover. The problem with all of this is our leaders have been saying to everyone, it's no big deal. This is going to go away in a few weeks. They were wrong. They lied to us. The problem is, and this is everybody, the problem is our leaders also said, we're going to recover and we're going to recover stronger than ever before in just a few weeks. Absolutely wrong. And now that the body bags are piling up, now that there's a morgue uh, in Central Park, now that they're, you know, where I usually enjoy Comic-Con, there's going to be hospital beds. Now that Central Park is now a makeshift hospital, now that a military Red Cross ship is entering our harbors, now it's real. Now it's real. Now it's no longer going to be the case. Right, so wake the f up, people. If American pinball could barely survive in a bull economy, why do you think they're going to survive now? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it on Canadian pinball podcast because I'm so sick of the delusional optimism. If you're a company like P3 Multimorphic, I mean, you're Jerry. Like, what, what you know, what do you do? You're selling a $10,000 product. I get the game is finally a great P3 game. But he can't even get manufacturing going. And what, what a weird time, right? What an unfortunate time to finally, finally hit with a title that has enthusiasm. And yet, nobody's going to be opening up their wallets right now for it. And he can't even make it if you want it. That's the crazy part. Even if you want it, the heist, there's only so many he can make before his parts supply is going to be cut off. So what happens to P3 Multimorphic? I'm seeing so much, so much activity in the DeepRoot thread right now. I mean, this one's the big one. Like, like it's like almost everyone's always been an expert on DeepRoot and their financials, but there's no escaping the fact that DeepRoot has to be in huge trouble here, has to be. How can Robert now, how can he afford to keep paying their employees? No money has ever come into that company. He's been on a constant, he's been burning cash For years. This isn't like months. This is years. And they've unsuccessfully brought a game to market. They've unsuccessfully shown that they can manufacture and ship a single pinball machine. There is right now there is hardly any demand for deep root because there is nothing there. Why would you want anything that you can't have? Right. It's still just for it's still just like a mythological company in a way. And I'm not saying that they're not going to have great products, but now the timing is the worst ever. And if there ever was a time, if, if they were feeling like a little wheezy about this whole thing and if they, if they were feeling apathetic or Robert's lost passion for it, this is going to be the perfect air cover for them to just cut bait and call it a day. And Robert just has these rare prototypes, but they've spent millions that they've raised $30 million. Where's the money? Where are the games? But nowadays, you know, those investors are going to be looking to get some return on this thing, but now there's no, they don't have any ability to make games. That's all I'm saying is like deep root. It's like, you can't even say they're going to be dead because they've kind of been in a comatose state anyway it's not a real company yet until you actually sell a product you are simply making expensive prototypes and Robert knows this this isn't news to him it's whether or not he can financially weather this I don't know that information and you don't know this information but I'll say this the next six months for a company like deep root how is that not a death blow because it doesn't matter even if he's got stuff figured out they can't go into work they can't go in to make the games and then ultimately there's no buyers. There's not gonna be buyers lined up because people's wallets are going to close down. Buyers are drying up. So Stern Pinball is probably the most interesting to think about because Stern Pinball, they're the the juggernauts, 85% of the market. Stern Pinball has had record sales year, year after year the last three, four years. So the grim reality for them They must be projecting coming out of this, coming out of this heavy recession that's going to hit, stern pinball sales are going to go down at least 30%, I would assume. And this is just, I'm speculating on that, but I think at least, I think it's going to be more. How many people are going when they come out of this and they've lost so much money, so many jobs are going to be lost, how many people are going to line up to buy a pinball machine? Think about it. Think about how stupid it sounds. The road to recovery is going to be long. It's going to be extremely long. When we had the recession in 2008, which, by the way, this thing is going to make that look like a tiny, a tiny financial collapse compared to what's going to happen. And people know it. It's not me saying this. Just read the news. We only had one company in 2008. It was just Stern Pinball. Now we've got all these companies jockeying for survival and for buyers. How is that going to work out? So Stern Pinball, the problem with them that they have now is they're scaled. They've scaled up for the good times. They're going to have to scale down for the bad times. And that's going to mean layoffs. It's going to mean fewer games a year. It's going to mean they don't need as big as a factory. Are they going to stay in the same location? how are they going to weather this storm now are they going to go into the money in the bank all the profit they've made or here's the here is like the worst case scenario the investors who have been riding this wave of profitability for so many years they look at what the reality now is and maybe they just close up shop you made all this money money in the bank and it's going to be super expensive to try and plow through this I don't know. I, like, I hope that doesn't happen because as I said, if Stern goes away, it all goes away. Stern is like the Titanic. If they collapse, every single company is going to go down with them. That's just what's going to happen. And people, people are like a lot of people who are new to this hobby over the last five years, they will simply pack up their bags and find a new hobby to get into. They will. I know, I know you diehards right now are being like, you're all wrong. No, I'm right. The majority of people who buy new in-box games... The majority of people who keep these companies afloat, they're not this super obsessed, pinball is my life people. They're not. They are more the casual person who enjoys playing pinball, who wants a machine in their home or a few, but they easily, they easily could give it up and still be happy. They easily could give it up and find something new that's less expensive to get into. They easily could simplify their lives. And I think that's the ultimate thing that everyone is experiencing right now is we're all getting back to the simple life. It, everybody is. The simple enjoyment of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when you're not out in New York City having $80 lunches at Hillstone. Who you know you're not having the three martini lunch no more. Nobody is. You're not out there whining and dining. You're not out there driving your car around all the time spending money on gas. You're not out there engaging with so many lifestyle choices that cost money. I think people are getting used to the simple life. I think they're also starting to realize it's better sometimes to be reminded of the small, simple things you need to survive and be happy, and that we have spent a decade in surplus, a decade in acquiring so many things of vanity, a decade in which we filled our closets or our garages or our game rooms with stuff that we don't really need. And you know it and you know it and you might not want a pinball podcast to tell you that the very thing that you come to the show to hear about is also something that you really don't need. But you know it, we know it. We all could survive without it. If this thing gets to you know this thing gets horribly bad, you know, pinball machines become firewood. They become firewood. I don't, I don't remember seeing any movies about like a, a future in which man needs to survive and, and pinball machines are somehow playing a critical role in that survival. It's not going to get that doom and gloom, but the next six months are going to be bad. And everyone knows it. And it's, it's just the way it's going to be. And they're going to have to find ways to stimulate the economy. They're going to have to find ways to reopen things, but the things that won't reopen and the things that that are going to be the the non-essential things are going to be the things that rebound the slowest, and pinball is one of them. And you look at the companies, I wouldn't be surprised if half of these pinball companies go away. And, you know, Joe talked about how Jersey Jack pinball is going to be fine. Now, Jersey Jack, I was thinking about this, they might be okay because if they're in the middle of their move, they might have already let go of most of the New Jersey payroll or the temp workers. So they they might not have incredibly high overhead right now, but they've also got those three super super wealthy investors and it all just hinges on those men. If the those if the Abbott family is I think that's that's who it is that Joe said if they want to keep going with this, they can keep going with it. But here's the grim reality for Jersey Jack. Is when they come back to market, they also will experience the 30 or 40% decline in demand for their product? And can Jersey Jack survive with that reality? I think what Jersey Jack's going to need to do, I think there's going to be a lot less buyers. The people who can buy pinball machines, and I know this sounds bad, but the people who can buy pinball machines are going to be the wealthier buyers. And Jack has always made an expensive product. So I think he's going to have a hard decision to make. So maybe you only make, say you only can, say you only have enough to make a thousand Guns N' Roses, well how much are you going to charge for those to stay in business? You know, Jack might have to start thinking about price, you know, and that's the thing is like he can't afford to like lower prices because he's gone so many months with no revenue. The cost of these non, the cost of non-essentials you would think would go up, would go up coming out of this recession because a non-essential during a recession period, only the rich and the wealthy and those with excess cash are even considering these things. Am I wrong? How could a non-essential item's price go down? But they would need to go down to attract more buyers because, again, the buyer base is gonna start to dry up. 30% less buyers. Again, this is all Canadian speculating as an economist, but there is no way Coming out of this recession, people are going to be lining up the way they did four months ago, even two months ago, and all these companies had all these plans for 2020, and they had all these projections for how many games they were going to sell, and you might as well throw all those projections out the window. Distributors have projections for how much money they're going to make and how many games are going to move. Throw that out the window. Arcades and bars have projections for how much they make each month. All that out the window, out the window. And yet there's delusional optimism on Pinside. Now here's what I think everyone needs to do. Here's what I think we need to do. Just just be smart. I wanna see people just not being stupid. Do your part as a citizen of humanity to help prevent the spread of this thing. All of our priorities right now should be focused on helping our medical professionals not be overwhelmed by this. If you're driving around and you're out there in public doing non-essential things and hanging out with crowds and going over your friend's house and playing pinball stop stop i think you're doing the wrong thing don't travel from state to state be be safe follow the guidance of our leaders which i hope guide people properly but really take this thing seriously you don't want you don't want to get sick yourself You don't want to get anyone you love sick. I I take this very personally, not just because I'm in New York City, but my parents are not healthy and if they caught this thing, they would probably both pass away. And I love my parents way more than pinball. And it means much more to me than going out and trying to save the pinball world. And while I have friends that are in the pinball business, I need to look out for my own family as well. I don't know how long my job will be around. I don't know how long my industry can survive this. Marketing in a world like this? Who's making ads right now? Now, I don't make advertisements. I do public relations, but I'm not stupid. I can be delusional and just think my job's gonna be around forever, but my company is owned by a parent company, and my parent company makes most of their money making very expensive advertisements. So what happens when those advertisements and the production of those spots ceases? I'll tell you what happens. The bottom line gets obliterated and they're going to force every single company within our company probably to do layoffs, probably to do pay cuts, probably to cancel raises, cancel bonuses, cancel 401k matching. Who out there who out there hasn't looked at your 401k and and, and like months ago and, and smiled or or your stock portfolio, your investment portfolio, and looking at that number is one of the reasons why you went and bought a Stranger Things. It's one of the reasons why you went in and got a Rick and Morty. It's one of the reasons why you can't wait to see Ninja Turtles or Guns N' Roses because inside you felt like, I could go get it. I could go get it without a worry in the world. How many of you feel that way now? How many of you know a friend who got laid off? How many of you know someone who contracted this? And pretty soon, we're all going to know someone who died from it. And it might, and it, and statistically, statistically, it might be someone that we love in the pinball community. So where do we go? Where do the pinball podcasts go? This thing is a, this thing will obliterate our content, right? You listen to this show, you, I cover, I cover what happens much more in the new in box world. I cover what happens that's current and relevant, but what happens when nothing is current and relevant in the pinball world? There's no need for Canada's Pinball Podcast. I, I'm I'm not a fool. I'm not a delusional optimist. I know I know damn well that this show will be irrelevant in a few weeks. I know for many of you, this show's been irrelevant since day one. But this show will be irrelevant in a few weeks if this continues to go the way it goes. I mean, imagine two months from now, and no new games have shipped. What are people talking about? And my listener base is going down. The number of listeners. And again, it's not because I make bad content, it's because why do you wanna hear about pinball all day long when there's nothing new? And for a lot of you, you listen to pinball podcasts on your commute to work. Well, there is no commute to work for most people now. So then you don't have that, it's like, it's no longer fun to escape to a place that doesn't have anything newsworthy or relevant to escape to, or doesn't have anything to look forward to. That's the reality, that's the reality. And We're all going to go through it together. Now, I'm going to do my best to get you guys like entertaining shows and find find stories within the pinball world, but the reason I did this show today is I I just want people to start prepping for the reality of what we're about to go through and the blind optimism that I see in people I think is the biggest danger to the world because, again, blind optimism is the reason why people won't self-quarantine. Blind optimism people, they, they, they don't stop going out. They don't stop hanging out in crowds. They're gonna be the reason why we don't get this thing under control. And those people are annoying me right now. They really are. And I read them on Pinside. I read them in my in people. It's, it's crazy. And I'm just gonna say it and I'm not gonna get political but you know which side is being much more like arrogantly uh, ignorant to this thing. I, I'm not a big religious person. I'm not a big political person. But if there's people that think that the Lord is going to save you through this and you pack into a church, come on, people, wake up. A virus doesn't care what religion you are. It doesn't care what political way you lean. It doesn't care what color you are. It doesn't care how much money you have. It doesn't care. People are dying who are multimillionaires. And here's the thing. People are dying in 10 days. This isn't like you get the coronavirus and like, hey, your family can come say goodbye to you and you can have the next six months like someone who might get a, a cancer prognosis. No, these are people who are like, I was fine a week ago, I had a little cold, I had a fever, and then I couldn't breathe, and then the next day, zip him up in a bag. That's what's happening. So pinball, pinball through this this period, and it's just, it's gonna be rough, people. It's gonna be rough. And I just don't think most of the companies are going to survive. I don't think most of the pinball podcasts will survive. We will come back. We will come back to some sense of normalcy over the next year. But it's going to be a long, slow burn recovery. And when I think about it like that, I don't panic. I'm not going crazy. It's just a reality. So as Brendan and I want to plan a family, we have to plan for that reality. As I think about where I allocate my money, I have to plan for that reality. As I think about how much do I apply to my career, it's 110% now versus my hobbies. And you have to really, have to really protect your, your, your way of life, your survival, and choose the priorities that matter the most to you. And I know you don't go to a pinball podcast to hear stuff like this, but I, I don't know. I just, I listen to other shows and it's like, you know, it's it's, it's like, again, it, it reminds me of like people in Paris. When I listen to other pinball podcasts, it's like people in Paris just still want to wine and dine and they don't want to admit what's really happening. And I want to hear a distributor say, I'm scared shitless of this. I, like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, how is Joe Newhart not scared shitless of what's about to hit? Zach Many, how are they... George Gomez how are you not scared shitless if you're a company and I know you don't you don't, you don't want to elicit panic and fear in your but I, I just want I, I just want to be talked to in a way that is just capturing what people are really going through because then you can help and then you can plan accordingly and that's it that's all I want to do is like this is just what's on my mind I might look you might think I'm I'm being like uh, a little dramatic because I'm living in New York City, the epicenter of this thing, and I've been cooped up in my apartment for over four weeks. And yes, maybe some of that is impacting me. And yes, the mental health of all of us is going to be impacted significantly. And yes, I don't think having a pinball machine in my apartment would change how I feel. I don't. For I don't know about you guys out there, but I can't really enjoy movies as much right now or games or any I just you just there's just something about the leisure time activities that often brought us a lot of enjoyment right now aren't doing it for me maybe they are for you but I've how do you not have a lot more on your mind right now and my on my mind right now is just keeping my parents safe keeping my job safe and keeping the people I love healthy that that's it everything else. If all these Gucci clothes burn tomorrow and all these pinball machines were turned into firewood, I don't care as long as the people I love are still here. I really don't. But maybe one day, maybe one day, you know, we'll get back to somewhat of what we used to have. But I just, it's just going to be different. I think you're going to see half as many companies. I wouldn't be surprised if it's only two companies. I really wouldn't. Two to three companies. And it's going to be the ones, again, I'm just going to end on this point. If you made great pinball machines before this happened, you're in the best possible position. And same thing with locations. If you had a, a pinball location that had a large following and was doing great, I think you can return to, you'll, you'll be the first ones to have customers return. But if you were like a pinball bar that was struggling to stay open when times were good or you were American pinball and you couldn't sell games when, when times were good and you were deep root and you couldn't even get games out when people wanted to give you their money, those companies are going to have it the hardest. And those are the companies that are in jeopardy of closing through this period and might never return when we come out of it, okay? Look, the next show is going to be more normal Canada's Pinball Podcast. I don't know if you like me talking like this. I just I just want to... Speak how I feel. Uh, Todd Tucky is coming on the show. I'm talking to him tonight. So we will obviously talk about this uh, through the lens of Todd. And I want to talk to Todd about the Twippies and not winning. uh, And he he had an amazing video showing his reaction when he found out. And I want to say this because I, I was listening to other pinball podcasts out there. And it amazes me. It amazes me that my fellow pinball podcasters almost unanimously, almost unanimously, All of them were cranky about my video and my acceptance video, which was funny, guys. You all need to lighten up. You know what was amazing to me? The guy that actually said he liked it and thought it was funny was Zach Manny. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for having a sense of humor during what we're all going through. Everyone else was like cranky about it. It's unbelievable. Lighten up, gentlemen. Dennis Creasel, lighten up. Lighten up! It was a joke. It was satire. People expect that from Canada, and those are jokes. You really think these people can't take a joke? That wasn't mean-spirited. There was nothing mean-spirited in that video, and that's why I'm kind of annoyed. Again, this hobby. Sometimes it's like these people. They think they're like greater than great. They think they're holier than whole. We can't. We can't have fun in a pinball hobby, taking jabs at these people. And yes, I am the Ricky Gervais of pinball. And yes, next year, why don't you just let me do a monologue at the beginning of the trippies in which we can get everything that everyone thinks out of the way. Let me make fun of Scott Denisi making a shot nobody can hit. Let me make fun of a damn Hot Wheels that keeps spinning around and around and around. Let me make fun of reusing WWE armor on the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Like, why can't we make fun of these bonehead business decisions that are made in this hobby. why can't we? It's a damn pinball machine. Anyway, I will continue to be me and I'll say it the way I say it and'll I'll call it the way I call it and the people spoke the people spoke and I think that's what rubs people the wrong way is it must annoy some people so much so why do people listen to Kunada if he's gonna he's making fun he's trolling our industry I'm not trolling your industry. I am. The one who's like relieving the stress and the ego from this industry. Don't you get that? Don't you get it? That's my role is to say it's a toy. Let's have fun. It's all freaking stupid when you think about it. And if what we're going through in the world today doesn't make all of you walk away saying, it is kind of stupid. It is kind of stupid how important we made pinball. All these years. I live, eat, and sleep pinball. No, you don't, Ed Robertson. You're 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 the bare naked ladies like front man, bro. Like music is your life. You don't, you know, if if you dedicated your life to pinball, you wouldn't be so successful. I love you, Ed. I love the bare naked ladies, and I love all of you for voting for Canada's Pinball Podcast. We will get through this, but don't be a delusional optimist. That's all I'm saying. Later. (laughs)